Court, and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Incorporated, Sunday evening service with Pastor Bernard Wells. You can visit us on YouTube at the Tabernacle of Deliverance INC or on Twitter at Tabernacle underscore INC for today's full video message. Or listen to our podcast at www.tabernaclepodcast.org. You can visit our website, tabernacleofdeliverance.org, to leave a prayer request, testimony, or become a partner by visiting the Become a Partner page. Also, you can support the ministry through Cash App at Pastor B.L. Wells, PayPal at paypal.me forward slash tabernacleinc. You can download Tidely, T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y app and look for the Tabernacle of Deliverance INC. Praise the Lord, everybody, and God bless you this afternoon. Uh, we're trying to get things a little bit more situated over here and uh, give God some glory. Amen. I'm just excited about what God is doing today for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us. Thank you, Sister Well, for giving me a helping hand on doing the broadcast, and I'll be trying, trying to uh, do the announcements because I'll be trying to get it right, and uh, I just make a big, giant mess. So I'm excited about my wife helping me out today with that, trying to get this thing done a little correctly so that I have to figure out what to say. And I'm looking at her and she's looking back at me like I'm insane because I ain't got my act together. <laughs> but anyway, I'm praise God for what God is doing in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on. I am excited. Today is Pentecost. Hallelujah. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Those of us that know the Lord know what Pentecost is about. It happened back in the book of Acts. Oh my gosh, the power of God came down. People were filled with the power of God. The Holy Ghost began to speak in tongues and the Spirit of God gave out. I'm telling you, with excited miracles took place. People were used dramatically by God and he's doing the same old business in this very day. And I'm excited about that. Amen. 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 Bow your heads for me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. In the behalf of those that are listening to this broadcast, those that are finding this broadcast later on, whether they watch it, listening to podcasts or watching uh, uh, um, the TV broadcast, however they may be watching this or listening to this opinion, this broadcast today, I ask that you touch every little soul today, break every yoke in their life, meet the knees in their life, tear the walls down in their life, bring deliverance to their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bibles. And I'm excited one more day about what God is doing for us. Now, you know, I often say that, and um, it sounds uh, 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 kind of funny because I constantly say it at every broadcast, what God is doing for us, with us, and through us. But thank God God is doing something for us in the midst of everything that's going on because today, as we all know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Get your Bibles, and today I want to talk to you about the miracle of deliverance. The miracle of deliverance is something to think about when you hear stories of people that God delivered and stories about God broke yokes in people's lives and how God brought them out of whatever they were going through. Even in the Old Testament, you look how Miracles of deliverance took place in many people's lives, and God brought them out, brought them over, brought them through in the midst of the storms. 
Just like the sign we have in the back of us, reach the heart, save the soul. I'm telling you, because we go out with the word of God to reach the people so God can save their soul. And that's through the miracle of deliverance. Amen. Salvation is a miracle for many people because we say, I believe they would never change. But the thing I like about this is God knows every man's heart. So get your Bible. Amen. Let's go to the book of Colossians tonight. This afternoon, I was watching my, my friend's uh, ministry, and they were having some Pentecost service at the church over there. They were excited about what God was doing in the midst of them and for them, and we're through them. So it's really wonderful to know what God is doing today. A lot of people today are wrapped up in so many different things, but I, I want to be wrapped up, tangled up in God's word wherein we could receive full kingdom blessings from God, regardless of what other folks are saying and doing in the midst of us. So I'm just excited about what God is doing for us. Okay, Colossians, Colossians chapter one and verse 13. And it reads as follows. He had delivered us from the power of darkness and trans translated us into the, into the kingdom of his dear son. Let me read that again. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That is dynamic. God has performed the miracle of deliverance to many of us. The miracle of deliverance has taken us, taken place because he delivered us from the power of darkness that is in this world, that was in our lives, and he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Oh, there's one famous preacher running around saying that um, God doesn't have a, actually have a son. So, I, you know, I don't know where he's getting all these bizarre teachings from, but I want you to know that God has, has a son. <laughs> and the son was there in the beginning. All right. So the scripture says here that God has delivered us from the power of darkness from Satan and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. That's a miracle. The miracle of deliverance had taken place when Christ went to Calvary. When he hung on that tree outside the city, a miracle of deliverance took place because the blood ran down and we're washed in his blood. That's something to think about. A miracle took place. A miracle of deliverance. It's beautiful to know that the miracle of deliverance has taken place and that we're able to be free from the powers of darkness. The powers of darkness have no control over us unless we allow it. Unless we go along with it. The powers of darkness have no control over it. That's why you got to be careful who you hang out with. That's why you got to be careful who you fellowship with. That's how you got Oh, my goodness, you got to be careful. Beloved, you got to be careful who you spend time with. I'm not kidding you. You have to be careful about who you spend time with. 
who you do things with because everybody's not about God. Amen. Everybody's not about the kingdom of God. Everybody's not about doing what's right. You got to be careful about who you spend time with. I'm telling you. You've got to be careful about who you spend time with. Do you hear me, beloved? You got to be careful. Let's look at that verse again. It says, who translated, who delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That's, that's, that's just heavy. That's just something to think about that we were translated into the kingdom of his dear son. The miracle of deliverance. Okay, let's go. Let's go to Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 13. Now listen to this. This is an interesting story. Verse 17. And he opened the window eastward. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elisha, Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apec till they you have smiths consumed them. Let me read it again. And he said, Open the window eastward, and he opened it, and then Elijah, Elijah, excuse me, said, Shoot the arrow, and he shot, and he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Assyrians and Abed till thou hast consumed them. The thing about deliverance is when the miracle of deliverance takes place, you got to follow what's required. Did you hear me? If you truly want God to deliver you from alcohol, you got to follow the direction that God gives in his word. <laughs> the Bible says, come out from amongst them and be ye separated, saith God, and I receive you unto myself. Come on, somebody. Amen. The miracle of the living can take place in your life if you follow instructions. The man of God told him to open a window eastward, not southward. He said, open a window eastward and shoot that arrow. And as he shot that arrow, the man of God said, the Lord deliverance. This is the Lord deliverance from Syria. The miracle of deliverance was taking place by the arrow being shot out of obedience. If that man shot that arrow, northward. There would have been no deliverance. You've got to do it God's way. you got to do it the way God said do. You're never going to get delivered. You're never, ever going to get free. You're never going to receive the miracle of deliverance in your life because you're not doing it God's way. You've got to do it God's way or no way at all. The miracle of deliverance can take place in your life. 
when you do it God's way. Amen. The man of God told them to shoot that arrow eastward. Let's read it again. And it says, and he said, open the window eastward, and he opened it, and then Elisha, Elisha said, shoot, and he shot, and he said, the arrow of the Lord delivered, and the arrow of delivered from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians and aid back till thou have consumed them. The arrow of the Lord's delivered. The miracle of deliverance comes through obedience. You want a miracle from God? Be obedient to his word. You want God to move in your life? Be obedient to his word. Do what God say do. Move as God say move. Not always easy. It's not the most exciting thing, but do God's way and you come out on top. The arrow of deliverance was shot and they received the deliverance. Now, one of the things that mess us up if we do it our way, we don't do it God's way. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 34. Let's go to Psalms 34 and verse 4. Look at that verse. Psalms 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I'll read it again. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Did you hear that? I sought the Lord. This is us personally. The miracle of deliverance at times comes from you seeking after God. It ain't coming all the way sometimes. Sometimes, fighting off these allergies. Sometimes, you got to follow God's instructions to the teeth. Sometimes, you got to call on God and wait on him. Did you hear that? Sometimes you got to wait on God to move in your behalf. Come on, beloved. You got to wait on him. The scripture sums it up. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. I, I, I sought the Lord. I didn't seek my friends. I didn't seek pastor so-and-so or bishop so-and-so or apostle so-and-so, but I sought the Lord. And he heard me. You want to know something about Pentecost? They sought the Lord. They stayed in that other room like the Lord told them to do. You got to follow his instructions. They stayed up in that room on Pentecost, glory to God. And they carried it on the upper room. And they waited for the miracle of the living. They waited for the Holy Ghost to come down. Amen. Hallelujah. 
See, he was a rider, but then he said he would be again. He said that after that, the spirit of truth will come. He'll lead you. He'll guide you into all truth, not some. Oh, if you want to be led. If you want to be led into God's truth. Hallelujah. You got to allow him to lead you. You got to be willing to let him lead you into his truth. That's something. All those people in the upper room carried and stayed before God. They didn't say, I ain't waiting no longer. I'm not doing this no longer. I'm not praying no longer. He's taking too long. They waited. They prayed day and night and they sought the living God until the living God came down. The Holy Ghost came down. They filled that with the Spirit of God, with the power of God, the strength of God, the ability of God. Oh my God. This scripture says something so unique. It said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. He didn't say some, beloved. He didn't say some fears the Lord delivered. He said, all my fears. And we got a lot of fears. Some people got fear of going outside. <laughs> some people got fears of eating cereal. I'm serious. That sounds silly. But some people are afraid if they eat Cheerios, they may choke to death. In fact, listen to this. Back in the early 1900s, when uh, the Church of God started, the ministry of the Church of God, <laughs> those folks didn't wear ties because somebody started preaching that tie. The devil will take a hand, choke you to death with a tie on. I'm serious. I'm not making it up. Those folks were afraid to wear ties because they said the devil was going to choke him. Well, he could choke you with your shirt on. If you ain't in tune with God. If you ain't in tune with the Father, the devil kick you behind any time you want. So you got to be in tune with God and know what God's really saying. I don't follow the crowd, and I don't follow the crowd of preachers. I don't do that, never done that, and ain't going to do it. I don't care what other preachers do. I'm sick of what this Bible says. I don't care what the preacher's name is, how famous he is, how many people he has followed. I'm staying with the word of God. I don't care what nobody does. That's their business. They're going to give a cup of what they do. I got to give a cup of how I live and what I tell people. I don't care what other people do. They can do whatever they want. I got many friends that are preaching all kinds of stuff. That's on them. They deviate. That's their business. Let's move on. Let's go to Acts chapter 4. Miracle of deliverance. I love that. Acts chapter 4. And verse 22. And it reads as follows. Listen to the story. For the man was about 40 years old on whom the miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported 
all that the priest and elder to the all that of the priest and elder had said unto them. Now the whole thing. Let's go to verse twenty-one. Okay. So when they had further threatened them, say they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them, because the other the people and for all men glorified for that which was done. For the man that was the man was about forty years old, whom the miracle this miracle of healing was shown. That's the thing about when God moved. This man received a miracle of deliverance. Did you hear me? But the people was upset. The rulers were upset. They didn't care. <laughs> they was upset. They wanted them to stop preaching in Jesus' name because people were getting delivered. Miracles were taking place. Lives were being changed. Yokes were being broken. Now those priests, rabbis, and all, I'm like, whoa, 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 bro. Hold up. Don't come up in here telling us that Jesus can deliver. Don't come up in here and say God is a way maker. We don't teach that stuff here. We don't teach that God can save people. God can heal broken arms. God can open blind eyes, loose the uh, tongues, and open stop ears. We don't teach that kind of stuff here. We don't even know how to do it. When God gets in your life, miracles will not only happen for people around you, but miracles will happen for you. Did you hear me? When God gets in your life, not only people around you will see miracles of deliverance, but you will too. You'll escape death. You'll escape car accident. You'll escape many things because the miracle of deliverance. Pentecost. Was a time. People got together. Uh, generally, everybody get together. They wear white on the day of Pentecost, on Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> In the church, modern churches today, they wear um, all white, and we go and rejoice and praise God. But the thing about this was, they were back in the day, they waited on God for the power card to fall upon them. And the miracle of deliverance took place. The miracle of deliverance can only take place when we allow it to. It ain't happening no other way, buddy. Not gonna happen. No this scripture sums it up about how what they people what respond when God performed miracles. They were upset. The people were actually very upset because miracles took place. The man was old enough to speak for himself. So now they were upset because he could speak for himself. They yeah. God heal me. Don't tell me God didn't heal me. It wasn't like he was a kid that somebody else had to speak for him. He doesn't I can speak for myself. God healed me. He gave me a person a miracle. Not somebody else. He gave me a personal miracle. That's something to think about. God gave a person America. That's something to think about when God does something 
and nobody can't say nothing about it. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 32. Psalms 32 and verse 7. And it reads as follows. There was my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I'll read it again. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with song of deliverance. We used to sing songs of deliverance. When you start singing those songs, the power of God would start moving. People would start getting delivered just by the anointed singing, the power of God would move. They used to sing a song called, uh, let's go up to Zion. I know a few of the words, it goes, let's go up to Zion. Let's go up to Zion. The city of the great king. Oh, let's go up to Zion. Let's go up to Zion. The city of the great king. Now listen to this part of said. There's healing and deliverance in Zion. There's healing and deliverance. In Zion, the city of the great king. Now, when we start focusing on going to Zion, miracles are going to take place. When we start seeking after God and his kingdom and calling on the name of God, miracles of deliverance will take place. We sang that song, can't nobody do us like Jesus because it's a fact. Nobody can. Nobody will be able to. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Healing and deliverance is for you. Healing and deliverance is available for anybody that wants it. This verse said, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. He'll stir you up with songs of deliverance. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You'll start singing songs. You got to get amongst the people of God. You got to get amongst the anointing of God so you can experience this for yourself. The miracles of deliverance. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Kings 5 and 8. Second Kings chapter 5. Second Kings chapter 5 and verse 8. And it reads as follows. And it was so when Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes and sent to the king, saying, Wherefore thou hast rent thy clothes, let them let him come on come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Say Naaman came to him with his horses and his chariots, and it stood before the door 
of Elisha, and Elijah sent unto his messenger unto him, saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come to thee again, and thou shalt be clean. Naaman was wroth and was went away, and behold, he says, said, Behold, I thought he would surely come to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over my, over the place and recover the leper. And now not Arabian and Pharaoh uh, rivers of Damascus better than all the waters in Israel. May I not wash in them and be clean. So he turned and went away in rage. Let me pray for those that's watching the broadcast. Father God, in the name of Jesus, everybody that's watching, every sound that's under the sound of my voice that's watching, oh God, touch their lives, break the yokes in their lives, meet the needs of their lives. I rebuke the hand of the devil off their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, you can visit us on YouTube. Uh, the Tabernacle Delivers Incorporated. Get the rest of this message all on Twitter uh, at Tabernacle underscore INC. Let's move on. Okay. Now, verse 13. And a servant came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had uh, bid thee to do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather then? when he said to thee, wash and be clean. And then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. The miracle of deliverance. <clears throat> the miracle of deliverance can only take place through obedience. Did you hear me? The miracle of deliverance can only take place in your life through obedience. This man would have never been cleansed of his leprosy if he did not do what the man of God told him. The man of God had already been in tune with God and God told him to tell the man to go wash in Jordan. Until that man because of his pride and arrogance, it caused him to nearly lose out on his miracle of deliverance. You gotta be careful. You have to be careful that you don't cause yourself to miss out on the blessings and deliverance that God has appointed for you. That's why I tell people, stop talking about you're going to get what somebody else got. All these preachers run around saying God is going to do the same thing he done for jail for you. You don't know what jail went through. You don't know what they went through. Just imagine. The man goes dip in the river of Jordan. And God heals him of the leprosy. He goes back to Syria. Then one of the people come up to him and says, man, your skin is so clean and nice. I wish my skin was like that. I bathe all the time. I can never get my skin like that. But they have no clue. They have no clue that this man was a leper. They had no clue that this man suffered all his life from birth as a leper. Finally, now he's delivered from leprosy. Oh, there's another flip side to the story. Other side of the story ain't funny at all. 
people constantly talk about the subject of once saved, always saved. Well, I'm going to show you today that that's a lie. Let's read a little more of the story real quick. Listen to this. Let's start at verse 15. Uh, uh, Second Kings chapter 5, verse 15, and it says, And he returned to the man of God, and all his company and came and stood before him and said, Behold, now I know that there is a God in all the earth, but there's no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take the blessing of thy servant. But he said, as the Lord liveth, for whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Elisha refused the gift that this man brought. This man brought a lot of gifts, dollars too. And Nahab said, shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant two mills, a burden of earth, for thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods but unto the Lord. In this thing, the Lord pardon thy servant that when thy, my master go off into the house of uh, Rimon to worship there and leaneth, upon his, on his, leaneth on his hand, and I bow myself in the house of Rimon, when I bow myself into the house of Rimon, the Lord pardon thy servant in this thing. And he said unto him, go in peace. So he departed him from him a little way. Listen to this. Gerzi, but Gerzi the servant of Elijah, but the man of God said, behold, my master has spared Nahum, this Syrian, not in receiving at his hand which that he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. So Gerzi followed after Nahum, and when Nahum saw him running after him, he lightened off from his chariot to meet him and said, is all well. He, and he said, all is well. My master have sent me, saying, behold, now even there be comfort, uh, now even there he be come to me from Mount Ephraim, two young men, the sons of the prophets, to give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and change it of garment. Now, um, Nahum said, be content, take two talents, and he urged them and bound the talents of silver in two bags and with two chains of garments and laid it upon two of his servants, and they brought it before him. When he came to the tower, he took them, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house and let the men go, and they departed. But when he went in and stood before his master, Elijah said unto him, Where comest thou, Gershing? And he said, Oh, that servant went nowhere. He said, he said Whether. He didn't go nowhere. So he claimed. And he said unto him, When is thou not my heart with thee? When the man turned again from his chariot and to meet thee, this, it is a time to receive money and receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and man servants and maid servants. The leprosy therefore of Nathan shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from the presence, his presence, a leper white as snow, the miracle of the lepers. That story may sound long, 
but this is a reversal fortune of the miracle of deliverance. This is why you got to do what God say do. God told Elisha not to take a thing from that man. For here, this ignorant servant of his is going to go take it. He figured he was doing something big that he went and lied to the man of God. That made the matter worse. And God, <coughs> what Elijah was trying to get this young man to understand. Their hearts went in it together. And so when he went out there and got that stuff from him, it automatically affected Elijah. And he said, like, well, why? What's going on here? And he had the nerve to go back and tell Elijah. He was there all the time. He never left. And because, listen to this, because he disobeyed the voice of God and the voice of the man of God, the leprosy from that hand that was removed from him leaped on Gersey. Gersey was forever, now not just him. If you read the end of that story, it says, the leprosy, therefore, of Nahum shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. <clears throat> you, you know what? You want to hear something funny? You ever see people that leper? They may be his relative. Because they said it was they seed, his seed forever. Anybody within his lineage will receive leprosy. That's horrible. <clears throat> All because of his disobedience. The miracle of the leprosy. You got to be careful. That's why I tell people, stop running around saying you want what other people have. I would love to be a millionaire. Sounds great. Oh, I'd like to be a millionaire. <clears throat> but if that's not God's will for me to be a millionaire, I don't want it. Because I know it's going to come with issues and problems that he's not going to help me with. This story is unique about the miracle of deliverance. This is the story of a man that was totally disobedient to the voice of God, to the man of God, and when other people say, "Well, oh, Pastor Wells ain't nobody," I don't care what he say. I tell you, I just I preached another week about um people giving a uh, 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 um putting garbage in those bins. Well, I wanted to read a new big story online that uh the thrift shops and all them they had problems with that. People putting garbage in old clothes that ain't no good, putting actually garbage. And it's costing those goodwill and thrift shops money to have it removed. I know I'm a man of God. I know God give me my messages. That's why I told y'all not to do it. Come to find out it's right there online. They're talking about it real bad. They're saying it's a big problem. And I just read the story, yes. I think it was yesterday. And I gave the message a week or so ago. I know God is with me. I'm not on my own. I'm not doing my will. But the thing about the miracle of the miracle of deliverance is require obedience. People go to church shouting, oh my gosh, churches are opening back up, people going in there worshiping, praising, but they're not getting the miracle of deliverance. I'm telling you, because they won't be obedient to God. They will not be obedient to the voice of God. I don't care who preached to them. Yet they shout, jumping up and down, screaming to the top of their lungs, running all through the church. But they're not receiving the miracle of deliverance. 
You got to be obedient to God's word. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to um, 2 Kings chapter 17. 2 Kings chapter 17. And verse 17. Listen to what the word says. And they called their sons and their daughters to pass through fire. Oh, sorry. Second uh, Kings 17 and 22, excuse me. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> oh, that's First Kings. I'm sorry. I wanted something. Did I make it as I said? Okay, yeah, okay, first king. Oh, uh, first king seventeen and twenty-two. This did a story, just an interesting one. Okay. Let's let's okay, let's start at verse seventeen. Uh uh. First Kings 17 and 17 said, and it came to pass after that these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house fell sick and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she went unto Elijah and she said unto Elijah, what have I done? What do I have to do with the old man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sins to remembrance? and slay my son. That was a question. And he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into, into a loaf where he abode and laid him upon his bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, thou also brought evil, thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O oh Lord my God, I pray thee let the child's soul come again to him. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of a child of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto the, his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And a woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true. The thing about this story here, this woman wound up with a son. And what happened was, she had made a room for Elijah uh, uh, to abide there. And she was bound and could have no son, but Elijah told her she was going to have a son, and she, of course, she had a son. But what happened now is, the son was sick unto death and died. But she went to the man of God and said, you pray that God to give me a child, not a child dead. You calling all my sins on me? 
Elijah didn't say nothing, so just give me the child. And he took him, put him up in his loaf where he stayed and laid on, time, laid on him three times and called on the name of God and a thing. And a miracle of deliverance took place. This child was already dead. Gone. But the miracle of deliverance took place. Elijah called on the name of God and the Bible says the Lord heard him. I said the Lord heard him. Oh my God. The Lord heard Elijah's voice calling him and he sent that voice soul back to his body. People run around say, I ain't got no soul. The Bible says you do. The Bible said the soul that sentences shall die, shall not tarry in God's sight. The soul of the child returned in him. The miracle of deliverance took place. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that? That boy had a testimony. He was dead. So he was able to run around and tell God revived. Yeah, I was dead. He had his own testimony now, not Joe's testimony, not Harry's testimony, but he had a miracle of deliverance testimony. I have a friend. He was dead. He was on the, in the morgue. He was in the morgue on the table with the tag on his toe. And the Lord called his name by laying on that table with that tag on his toe. And he called his name and told him to get up. He was dead. He said, get up and go preach my word. He got up. The morgue people came. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. He said the morgue people came in and they seen him walking around. His behind showing because he got all that thing they put on you, you know, all that robe uh, thing when you're dead. And those people took off. I ain't gonna lie with the rain too. Somebody that's dead. You know they dead. They got the, uh, the tag on their toe. They get ready to embalm them and everything else. They've been dead. And they talk about, they running around, talk about Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> no man, no man that was there that day want to hear about Jesus is coming soon. They were running for their life because a dead man got up. I said a dead man got up that table. It's not make-believe. This really happened. He got up. He was dead. He was actually dead. Today, I think he's what, 80? Is he 80 yet? Or 75? I don't know, 80, 75, 89. I don't know, 79, something like that. I can't remember how old he is. And he's preaching the gospel. He's running around. He act like he's a, a teenager to me, the way he carry on. Make me look bad. But he received the miracle of deliverance from death. Oh, my God. Just like this kid in the story. I ain't making it up. The man is ready to prove it even dead. The miracle of delivering If that lady didn't give Elijah back the son, he would have never wrote. If this pastor, when the Lord called that voice, did not happen, even in death. He would have never been resurrected. I ain't talking about them taking that machine in here. A jewel with a jewel. I'm not talking about the man was dead with the tag on his toe. It's funny. Well, when he woke up from the dead, 
He had a tag on it, though. He walked around with a tag on his toe. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, go listen to this story. It's funny. He said those people ran. I would have ran, too. He's talking about, wait, Jesus rose me from the dead. You think they're going to stand here and listen to you talking about Jesus rose from the dead? Don't you from the dead? I'll be gone. Anybody walking them all already know they ain't sitting around somebody talking about they got up. Jesus rose them up. I'm gone. <laughs> this story here simplified. It took obedience for the miracle of salvation. This is why I tell people stop trying to get other people blessings. Stop trying to get other people blessings, other people miracles, and get the blessings and miracles God has for you. Pentecost Sunday. People shouting and jumping up and down in church today. And still have not received the miracle of deliverance in their own lives. Because it requires obedience. True men of God, true prophets of God are going to tell you that you must obey God. Oh, yeah, you could get healed without being saved. Oh, yeah, that's the truth. I wouldn't play with that if I was you. God healed me and delivered me. I'm going to get right and stay right because I know he's real. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms uh, chapter 107. Psalms 107. Psalm 107 and verse 20. And it says as follows. Listen to this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I'll read it again. Psalm 107 and 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction not nobody else's oh people ain't listening to me god sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction not nobody else not mary not jill not sarah them put yourself there god will send the word of deliverance the miracle of deliverance to you but you got to obey him you got to be willing to obey God. And do what he say do. You got to be willing to be obedient to what he says do. And his word is dead. Until you take time and get in this Bible for yourself, you'll never know the blessings of deliverance. I preached a message about privilege. People talk about white privilege. I'm white and I got white privilege. People talk about I'm black. I got black privilege. So everybody got to do everything for me and help me do whatever I want and give me whatever I want. Whatever the case may be. Now the Asians running around, they want their privilege. Everybody want their privilege. I want the privilege of God. I said I want the privileges of God because there's oh yeah and amen in him. I don't want white privilege. I'm not trying to be white. I'm a black American, a brown skin American, or whatever that call me. My skin's not black, so I'm I'm American. I want American privileges and treat me as such. But above all that, I want the privileges that God has 
for me according to his word. The scripture said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. <clears throat> everybody trying to be like everybody else. I'm not. I'm not trying to impress nobody. I got, I give the word, I go about my business. I'm not, why well, I'm not trying to impress nobody because I got to make heaven my home. You can't impress God. You can't deceive him and you can't impress him. You can't trick God. I would read a scripture what it before about somebody who thinks he was deceiving God. God look at him like I never you deceiving me, and I'm the creator of the end of the world. world right? <clears throat> the Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Who in the world is going to deceive him? Who's going to instruct him? Now I had a song said, I got a friend in God. I got a friend in God. Oh, we can sing that song. I got a friend in God. Oh, we sing the song. What? A friend we have in Jesus. Oh, I'll sing. Now listen. We say sounds like saying that. All our sins there, our sicknesses and sins, he's the bear. But just listen to the word that said, what a friend we have in Jesus. It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. <clears throat> but I want to ask the question behind that. Ah, oh, you a friend truly of Jesus. Huh? They don't want to say that part. So when you say that vibe, then they start backing up. Because you gotta meet up to the friendship. Friendship is not one-sided, beloved. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Friendship is not one-sided. You're saying, what? A friend we had in Jesus. Oh, I'll and greet the baby. But can Jesus say that about you? Can he say? Joe is truly my friend. He obey whatever I tell him. No, he can't say that about us because we do what we want to do and then we go sing that song. What a friend we have in Jesus. And then we shut him chairs because we've been living like a dog. Hello? You just got out of bed with somebody that's not your husband or your wife and all kind of crazy stuff. And you got the nerve to get up and sing that on Pentecost Sunday. You're waving a thing of that. Yeah, that's what we do on Pentecost Sunday. We wave a white, a white uh, handkerchief. Oh, victory, 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 victory. You know, like uh, Paula White was doing when uh, she said that uh, Trump was going to win. She was saying victory, 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 victory. But she didn't know that God said you're a liar. That's what I'm talking about, being a friend in Jesus. I ain't picking on them, I'm just telling facts. The miracle of deliverance, beloved, comes from obedience to God's word. 
My message ain't popular and I'm not popular, but I know one thing. I know one thing for sure. God will never change. Let's move on. Let's go to the book of Job. <clears throat> the book of Job. In chapter two, in verse 32, listen to this. Job chapter two, verse 32 says, <clears throat> and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord have said, and in the right whom the Lord shall call. I'll read it again. <clears throat> and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered and if or in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered as the Lord have it said. And in the ramen men whom the Lord shall call. Did you hear that? Whosoever <laughs> whosoever. Now the scripture says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, you got to call on him in truth. Not, Lord, deliver me, whatever, if you feel like bothering, if you even exist. No! When a child calls his mommy, when he hurt himself, mommy, that's how I scream my daddy name, mommy name or daddy name, somebody come and help me, I my finger! <clears throat> I have a niece that I love very much. She's something else. When she was younger, <clears throat> I always tell this wacky story about it, but it's, it's really funny and it's true. She was in school and I'm the uncle. <clears throat> you could call me I, if they need me, I'll be there. And they are adults now. If they call me, I'm jumping in my car by the grace guard and go. Help them. Oh, they're not doing that. They're not supposed to. Okay. <clears throat> so she called me and said, Uncle. Uncle Bernard, can you come and get me from school? Uh, so I said, uh, yeah, I said, oh, yeah, okay. I'm thinking something seriously going on. I'm going to pick up the girl. I'm trying to figure out what is wrong. I don't see nothing wrong with her. She don't look like she was crying or anything. So she said, I'm hungry, Uncle. So I took her to McDonald's or one of, the rest, one of those fast food places she liked to eat. <clears throat> so I asked her, what's wrong? You know what she said? I broke my nail. You what? You called me to pick you up from school because you broke me nail, your finger. No, she hurt no, she hurt that finger, but she broke her nail. It was not, I mean, I'm not looking at her finger. Now, I don't see where they banded her finger up in school at the nurses or anything. I, nothing she said he hurt. <laughs> I was funny. She sure ate, she ate like nothing was wrong. But it was a good experience. God wants to be that way with us. I mean, not for us to do no foolishness, um, uh, but God wants to be that way with us where he's there when we call. But the scripture said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be living, not might. <clears throat> See, I, I, I want to say two scriptures to you before we go. One scripture said, Jesus said, I come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly if you choose to. 
Now, then in another scripture, Jesus said, Jesus said, you must, must be born again. Isn't that different? Isn't that really? Two different things he said. One, you might have life and have it more abundantly. And on the other hand, he said, you must be born again. You must come out of your sin. You must accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior if you want eternal life. And then to do a join the church, giving money to a church, anything like that. You must be born again. I might. This scripture in Joel chapter 2, verse 32, they said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not might, shall be saved. I like that. There's something we have to do. Every week, any message I give, I do it from my heart. Can I care about people? I don't want nobody to be lost. I sure don't want to be lost. It's a simple message. No jumping up and down and, and a swinging from a chandelier, just, just the word of God. If there's one person here that's listening to this broadcast, however you may be listening to this broadcast or watching, if you do not know the Lord is your personal savior on this Sunday evening, I would like to pray a simple prayer with you of repentance right now. You will pray along with me, God will come into your life, you can walk with me. bow your heads with me and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I ask you to wash me in your precious blood. Give me to know that I have eternal life. Help me to walk with you day by day. Help me to understand your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it's a simple sinner's prayer. <clears throat> but the scripture in Job chapter 2, verse 32 says, Whosoever shall truthfully call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This Bible is right. I don't care what a preacher say. It's not changing. Not for me, or nobody else. Now, listen. As my wife said early in this, uh, early in the uh, message, she said that you could. Um, this is our website, the tabernacledeliveranceinc.org, and you could be, uh, um, you could, <laughs> you could leave a prayer request, a testimony, or you also could become a partner by visiting our partner page, and you could leave a donation and become a part of our uh, television broadcast and podcast, and our soon-to-be streaming channel, other another channel that we're going to open that's going to be for five percent. Um, also, um, you could visit our podcast at uh, Tabernacle. Podcast org. Wednesday night we have Bible study at 8 o'clock right here. You can come and be a part of the Bible study. On Tuesday or Wednesday, I put the, um, the Bible study lesson on our website, the tabernacle, uh, uh, tabernacle.org, and you can click on uh, online service and click um, uh, Wisdom for Life. Scroll down and you'll see whatever lesson is for that Wednesday night. On two Wednesday night, obey God. And get your miracle of the lips got that.